Good morning, everybody. Welcome to you and welcome to celebration service here at Gaston First United Methodist Church. Welcome to those who are worshiping with us live stream on Facebook. We're glad that you're worshiping with us. Today is World Communion Sunday. Today is the first Sunday in celebration service that we're going to be doing Rocktober. Uh, this is 60 Sunday, so you're going to see in just a little bit what I'm talking about. Pastor Andy's going to be bringing a message. It's going to be exciting. I know he's he's. Andy's always excited, just about. Uh, so, so we are looking forward to that. Today is, um, like I said, World Communion Sunday. Uh, if, if you're inside the building and you should have gotten one of these, this is kind of a self-contained communion uh, cup and wafer. If you're at home and you're going to, um, to celebrate communion with us a little bit later on, just be thinking about what you have on hand. Use whatever you have on hand, and we want you to celebrate communion with us at home. We had, uh, uh, as people were coming in today, we didn't know it was going to be Renew Your Baptism Sunday, but everybody that came in got, got a little bit wet here, but that's okay too. Um, I have a couple of announcements. We have Blessing of the Animals was supposed to take place today in between our two services out in the green space. Uh, but when we realized yesterday that there, there was almost certainly going to pour down rain on us, we decided that uh, the only animals that would enjoy that would be ducks. And most of us don't have pet ducks. So we moved it to next week. So Blessing of the Animals next week at 10 o'clock. Uh, bring your cats and your dogs and your um, hedgehogs and anything like that and it'll be out in the green space. It's, it's, it's a blast. It's one of my favorite services. A couple of things coming up on October the 9th. The UMW is having a, a virtual annual meeting. They're going to gather in the gathering room about 930 and then the meeting will start about 10 o'clock and it'll go till noon and they're going to go out to lunch. On um, the 11th of October, the UMW is going to have their luncheon again. It's going to be in the gym. They're going to use COVID protocol and the, um, they're going to have a special guest speaker and everything. I also want to remind you of something exciting that the youth are doing on Saturday, October the 9th. Um, they're having, let's just say, a fall activity. If you want to know more about this, it would be too hard to describe. Uh, see Pastor Andy about that. They're going to meet the church at 5 o'clock, and I promise you're going to have uh, the most fun ever. And one more thing about the children's ministry. The trunk or treat is coming up out at the Casey's Farm on Sunday afternoon, October 31st. We need more trunks. I, by that, I mean you need to bring your car or your truck and decorate it up and dress up and have fun and give candy to kids. We need more trunks. And in addition to that, we need, we need more help. We need more volunteers for our kiddos on Wednesday nights. And look, you don't have to have a degree in, in education or something like that. You have to be able to do a craft and help with a snack or something like that. But look, these are our kids. They're important to us, and we can't just say they're important to us. We've got to step up, and that's what I'm asking you to do. Step up for our kiddos. All right, I'm going to open with a prayer. Um, gracious God, thank you for this day that you've given us. We thank you for the rain. We know, Lord, we need it. We thank you for your goodness to us, for your mercy. Thank you for the joy of being able to celebrate and worship today. Help us to do that with all of our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. And stand up together as we worship.
then I saw her face. traditional worship service. Pastor Sam is, so be sure to stay for that. Um, so I have an interesting, useless piece of information about that song that was just sung here. Uh, Jen and I saw Davy Jones in concert. Can you believe that? Um, when we lived in Florida, we would go to Disney World all the time uh, because uh, we had season passes and it was only an hour and a half away. So one day we're at Epcot. It was 2008. And guess what? Davy Jones was doing a concert in Epcot. And we thought, well, let's go to that. Um, and I grew up, I watched the, the reruns of the monkeys on TV. So in 2008, Davy Jones was 62 years old. So some of you might have um, some junior high kids at home or something. Have you ever seen a junior high uh, girl go crazy for Justin Bieber? Have you ever witnessed something like that? That's what was happening for Davy Jones but he's 62, and these are not junior high um, girls. <laughs> they were advanced in age, um, maybe like 60 to 80 years old, screaming. They had signs. They were holding dolls of Davy Jones. Um, so it was strange to see. Um, but what on earth are we playing the monkeys in celebration for? Which, by the way, speaking of animals, monkeys, next Sunday, Blessing of the Animals is going to be in the green space. We moved it due to the, the flood outside right now. Um, so you don't want to miss that. But the song that was just played, it says this. Then I saw her face. Now I'm a believer, not a trace of doubt in my mind. The scripture that I'm about to read is one that you may be very familiar with. Um, I've heard it talked about in small groups, in sermons, in youth lessons, just several different times. Um, so in this passage, Jesus has risen from the dead. He's already seen Mary Magdalene, and he's already visited the other disciples. Thomas somehow missed out when the other disciples saw Jesus resurrected. We don't know exactly what Thomas was doing. Maybe he was hanging out. I don't know. Whatever he was doing, but he missed it. This is John 20, 24 through 29, and I'll be reading from the Common English Translation. Jesus appears to Thomas and the disciples. Thomas, the one called Didymus, one of the twelve, wasn't with the disciples when Jesus came. The other disciples told him, we've seen the Lord. But he replied, unless I see the nail marks in his hand, put my finger in the wounds left by the nails, 
and put my, my hand into his side, I won't believe. After eight days, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Even though the doors were locked, Jesus entered and stood among them. He said, peace be with you. And he said to Thomas, put your finger here. Look at my hands. Put your hand, in onto, put your hand into my side. No more disbelief. Believe. Thomas responded to Jesus, my Lord and my God. Jesus replied, do you believe because you see me? Happy are those who don't see and yet believe. Then Jesus did many other miraculous signs in his, in his disciples' presence, signs that aren't recorded in this scroll. But these things are written so that you will believe that Jesus is the Christ, God's Son, and that believing you will have life in his name. Let's pray. Loving God, I pray that through this passage that you will speak to us about faith and doubt. God, that we will grow closer to you uh, through this passage. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So Thomas in this passage, he sees Jesus' resurrected face. And now he's a believer, not a trace of doubt in his mind. But I want to throw out a couple points about this passage, all right? Did you notice in verse 29 it says, Happy are those who don't see and yet believe. I have some good news. I think that's talking about us. That's talking about us. We are people who see, I mean who believe without seeing. That is us. We have not seen Jesus' resurrected face in front of us. We have not seen the nail marks like Thomas did. So blessed or happy are we, uh, which is pretty awesome that we're included in this passage. But it even makes me wonder if we are blessed or if we are happy for uh, believing without seeing. I wonder what that means for people in other parts of the world, right? People who do not have access to a church or to a Bible, right? Or maybe access to a small group. How blessed, how happy, how rewarded will they be for believing without seeing or sometimes even having like that personal hands-on touch of a, of a church, right? Blessed are they, happy are they. This is the second point I want to point out about this passage. Jesus is not mad at Thomas, right? We all struggle with doubt at times, but God isn't angry with Thomas in this passage. Thomas and Jesus, they're good friends. That's one of Jesus' best friends is Thomas. While he walked on earth, he loved Thomas. So please don't beat ourselves up for doubt, right? We all struggle with doubt from time to time. Sometimes our doubts are that our prayers aren't valid or God doesn't love us enough. We've all struggled with these type of things, right? And, and I have news for you. All the saints that have gone before us have struggled with different types of doubt in their lives. And God was not angry with them. Um, I think about some of the saints that have gone before us. I think of John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist Church, struggled with doubt. Mother Teresa, if you do some research on her, she struggled with doubt. But in the scriptures, Moses, uh, Abraham, David, they all struggle with doubt. They struggle believing the call that God has on their lives or that God will use them. Um, so anybody you can think of at some point has struggled with some type of doubt in their life. So we all struggle with our faith. All struggle the same way that Thomas did. And Jesus is not angry with us about it. The third point I want to point out about this passage is respect other people's journeys. It's easy to judge Thomas, isn't it? He followed Jesus. Thomas saw Jesus um, give blind people sight. Thomas saw demon-possessed people delivered. Thomas saw uh, Lazarus rise from the dead. He, he hears and sees all these stories about Jesus' miracles. So how could he doubt that Jesus is resurrected? But remember that Thomas wasn't there. He missed out when Jesus appeared to the other disciples, right? Understand the struggle that Thomas has just been through. He has just been through extreme trauma. Thomas saw Jesus crucified. Thomas and his friends have now been scared and hiding in a house that they might be next. So sometimes we judge other people for their doubt or we judge other people for where they're out in their journey, but they may have been through extreme trauma. Something might have happened. Something has happened to Thomas here that has caused him to doubt. He has been through an extreme battle, right? 
So sometimes those people in our lives, we judge and we think, well, why aren't you following Jesus this way? Understand their journey, respect their journey, pray for them, show them the love of God. Because like Thomas, they might have been through trauma recently. And then also remember that Thomas missed out when the disciples, uh, when the disciples had seen the resurrected Jesus, Thomas had missed out on that experience. He wasn't there the first time. Think back to an awesome experience that you had with God. That moment where you felt the Holy Spirit so powerful in your life and you said, I have no doubt. I can feel the presence of God. And it might have been when you're out at Camp Sumatanga as a kid. It might have been at a really special church service, maybe Christmas Eve. It might have been when a child was born, right? But something, at some point in your life, you might have had this moment where you said, I have no doubt, I feel the presence of God. Some awesome encounter. But respect other people's journeys. Because like Thomas missed out seeing Jesus the first time he had come back from the dead. Some of our friends have missed out on those cool experiences that we've had. They missed out on that summer camp at Camp Sumatanga. Or that cool service, that service where the spirit was moving. They weren't there, they weren't present. I've even heard this scripture used about the importance of meeting with other believers. That Thomas missed out because he wasn't gathered with the other believers. He missed out. So understand people's journeys. Love them where they're at. Pray for them. Share God's love with them. But don't judge them. Don't be hateful to them towards the, because of their doubt. Because now that Thomas has seen Jesus, he's seen the resurrected Jesus, he's a believer, not a trace of doubt in his mind. Thomas is now going to be one of the ones going out to share the message of Jesus to other people who are struggling. Even though Thomas had extreme doubt at that time, he is now going to be one of those ones on the forefront telling people about Jesus. And that's us too. No matter how much doubt we've had, no matter what struggles we have, God's going to use us to share the message of hope. I ask you, who is it in your life that might be struggling at a different part in their faith journey than you are? How can you share God's love with them? How can you share the message of hope with them? This is the last point I want to make before we receive communion. I said that John Wesley was one of the people that struggled with doubt. From the United Methodist Church website, you can find an article called God, Why Have You Left Me? What People of Faith Can Do With Doubt. This is by Reverend Ronald Greer. He, uh, he chronicles the times in John Wesley. This is in 1738, uh, weeks before John Wesley's Aldersgate experience. That's where John Wesley says his heart was uh, strangely warmed. Wesley wrote, I was clearly convinced of unbelief. Immediately it struck into my mind, leave off preaching. I asked Peter Buller whether he thought I should leave it off or not. He answered, by no means, preach faith till you have it. And then, because you have it, you will preach faith. Then he, this guy goes on to say, we may not have a pulpit from which we can preach faith, but each day we can pray faith. Even when we are living through doubt and pain, when we study and pray, we follow Jesus' example from the cross. So I ask all of us, may we live faith even when we're struggling with it, right? May we live faith even when we're struggling with doubt. Like Thomas, may we say, I saw Jesus' face, and now I don't have a trace of doubt in my mind, even when we're struggling with it. Because we all will struggle with faith at time to time. Even if we feel we're a lit lo bit lost, may we live faith until we have it. 2020 and 2021, have been crazy and challenging years. If we're honest, there's been so much division, um, so many struggles and challenges, it sometimes causes doubt, right? May we remain hungry for God, hunger to be molded and shaped by God. May we have a desire for changed hearts, a desire to love our neighbor more, to grow in our faith, even if in the midst of doubt, may we, we strive to grow in our faith, may we live faith. Let us remember the sacrifice Christ made for us. As we prepare for communion, may we continue to do things like partake in communion, practice faith, even in times when we may be struggling. 
practice, pray, live faith until we have it. Today is World Communion Sunday. Um, and we will be partaking in communion with other believers around the world. Um, the communion liturgy, you can follow it along on the screens. I like to use my hymnal. There is a hymnal probably in front of you. If you want to use that, that is on page 12. Christ, oh, Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess, we confess that, that we, we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors. We have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. Now we continue with the great thanksgiving in the middle of page 13 if you're using the hymnal. Uh, before we continue with the great thanksgiving, I do want to say just two reminders. One is uh, we in the United Methodist Church have open communion. All are welcome to receive communion with us because this is the Lord's table. It's not a Methodist table or anything like that. It's the Lord's table. And all are welcome at the Lord's table. So even at home or here, all are welcome to participate in this, in this sacrament. Another thing I want to remind you is it's our custom when we have Communion Sunday to, to leave a communion offering on the altar rail. Uh, it just as, as you are led to do that, if you're, if you're here, just drop something on the altar rail. Uh, the communion offering all goes to help people who come to us on a daily basis asking for help for needs in our community. It's, it's our local mission fund. And if you feel led to and you're able to, drop something on the altar rail. And then the other thing is once we get to that point, these can sometimes be tricky. So like your kindergarten teacher told you, help your neighbor if your neighbor is having trouble with their juice box. Okay? Okay? All right. Now, the great Thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, Jesus took the bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave, it to, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. 
make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now with the confidence of children of God, let us pray together the prayer that our Lord taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now the body of Christ broken for you. And the blood of Christ shed for you. And now will you stand for our final worship song?
As we leave here today, even on those days where we struggle with our faith, may we live it, may we practice it. Even on days when it's a lot harder, may we do that. And may we also go and share the love of Christ with people who are struggling. Go in peace.